and welcome to the Heroin TV Podcast. My name is Lucia, and today is Sunday, November 10th, 2012. And Emily is back as a co-host today. Hi, Emily. Hello. Very happy to talk to you. And um, we also have uh, my sister, Gianna, is visiting me this weekend, and so she decided to join in on the podcast. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hi, Gianna. So um, we've been watching TV basically straight since she got here um, last night, (laughs) but um, she's still behind on live TV, and we were mostly watching Wolf Lake because I got her the Wolf Lake DVDs. Now, Emily, have you heard of Wolf Lake? Have I told you about this magical show that exists? Um, I recognize the name of it. Picture Stefan with a lot of hair gel. (laughs) Oh, that's the one that Paul Wesley was in. He played a werewolf, right? Exactly. Okay, I've heard of it. I have not seen it, but I've heard rumors. (laughs) Yeah, it just had nine episode season. Like, it's a really short season, um, but it just came out on DVD this month. And so I got it for Gianna's birthday present. And it's, it's like, it's got, it's a little bit Twin Peaks, um, Twin Peaks, uh, Twin Peaks-esque. Have you ever seen Twin Peaks? No, I actually haven't, and I've been meaning to. I, I would definitely put that on your to watch list because it's such a it's such a crazy show. I mean, it's on Netflix Instant, but it has it, it has sort of a similar setting. It's like it's in the Seattle area, and it's mm-hmm. like all rainy, and, and and it's got all these like kooky. It's just kooky. There's it's got a full these... moon every single night. Oh yeah, <laughs> someone finally noticed. Like, hey, isn't there like a lot of full moons here? Like, isn't it always a full moon? But it's it's super cheesy, but but really fun and and it's just kooky. Like I really, it's a fun show. So, so we've been enjoying that. So if anybody's looking for something to get on DVD, we would recommend that. <laughs> back when he was Paul Wasilewski. Yeah, this was back back when he was Paul Wasilewski. Oh, I the good about old days. days. Isn't that what he was credited as when he was like guesting on the OC that one episode? Yes, exactly. Okay, when, when he was. Uh, <laughs> When he was loving the honeys back then. (laughs) I get mad honeys. His character was kind of like uh, gangsta. Oh, okay. He was was really hilarious. It was such an entertaining episode. It was very entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah. So so today on the podcast, we were going to talk about The Vampire Diaries, the the latest episode, The Killer. So, um, you know, there'll be spoilers for that episode. And we want to talk about Nashville because... It's super fun, and everybody should be watching. So I guess we'll start with Vampire Diaries. Emily, what did you think of the episode? Because I know we weren't so happy with the episode before. We weren't so happy um, with the five. Uh, but we were kind of waiting. We were reserving judgment to see how things go, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So now that we've seen a little bit more, uh, what did you think of, of the developments? Um, I was Overall, I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. I really, really liked when Elena uh, killed Connor. Her finally, like, kind of have that moment um, as a vampire, you know? <laughs> Cause yeah, I feel like maybe, you know, she'll kind of then, like, not the initial, like, oh, my God, I killed someone thing set in. Hopefully, maybe she can move forward and be like, okay, I survived that. Of course, she's going to go crazy. All next episode, she's going to be crazy because of this, right? I mean, we're not going to get... I did not get a chance to watch any of the next episode previews until today. Well, at the very end of the episode, um, at the very end of the episode, she's having that hallucination, right, of all the blood at the very end of the episode. And then we learned from Klaus, Klaus tells Stefan that basically 
there are some side effects to killing a hunter. And and so that hallucination, we would assume, is a side effect of killing the hunter. So she's going to be having these, like, crazy hallucinations. So I'm not saying that based on the previews, although... Klaus doesn't tell him until the preview. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? We yeah. Watched, we watched the promo right after the Are episode because sure? we just needed oh. more. So okay. we're confusing the two. Okay, so that happened in the preview. But that's okay because the preview is way better than the whole episode. Yeah. The preview is the best part of the whole episode. <laughs> so let me tell you what happened in the preview. Can I tell you? Do you mind if I tell you? Oh, I saw it today. Okay, you did see it. So Yeah, and I about died when I saw Catherine. <laughs> Catherine! Oh my gosh. So excited. It's like, I was like, oh, finally. Our favorite actress is guest starring. Yeah, yeah this, is, <laughs> this is our reaction. This is Gianna and I. We're like, oh, we're so glad Catherine's back. Like, we've just missed her so much. And we were like actually thinking of it as a guest actress coming on. Like, as if there's somebody else. <laughs> like... Like when I we were talking about this, like when I listen to Nina Dobrev interviews or like watch them or read them, I always think of her as the person who portrays portrays Elena, and I never like remember that she is the person who portrays yeah. Catherine. Like I just think of it as a completely different person. Well, yeah, she does I remember. Job. I was thinking to myself crazy. I was like, how did that spoiler not come out? How did no one realize it? And then I'm like, oh yeah, because it's not a guest star that they have to announce. <laughs> It's the same person. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's. I was just so excited when I saw that, and I love that yeah. she's gonna like drop some wisdom on Leah. She's like, I, we need to talk, you know. So yeah, I feel like my mouth dropped. I gasped and I like punched the air. I was so excited. I've missed her so much. Yes, me too, me too. And so I think it'll be really fun to to have a little break from all the angsty people because. Um, you know, this, like, the thing with her writing in her diary, like, the whole first half of the episode was so morose, uh, it was just like, oh my god, get over it. I was it. so annoyed with the diary voiceovers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand it's, like, important to, like, sort of the central identity of the show, you know, to occasionally do that, but I just feel like, if you're gonna write in a diary, it's already angsty enough, you don't have to, like, actually write the most angsty things that you could think of. <laughs> she was, like, listing, like, I'm depressed, I'm angry I'm... like oh I thought things were bad before but now I've learned that there's I guess there's something worse than every single member of your family dying and everybody you love is I guess yeah you wasn't well, like an exact a... quote just like I'm a vampire and yeah. I wish I wasn't like I, <laughs> I hate it I was like, okay, calm down, Elena. It's oh, not that bad. Oh, it was it, so, like so bizarre too. Like today, I killed someone. Like, dear diary. Like, how is that? Yeah, this is so bizarre. And, and I just feel like, to be honest, I, w- I was like, Elena, you know what? Your life was worse before. <laughs> your, your life, worse things have happened to you than turning into a vampire. Like, have some perspective. Like, I don't think it's the worst thing for her to have for happen to her. She may think that, but I just don't agree. Like, we're just yeah, not into like, all that teenage when, like, literally, drama. Okay. If the so central character... I, did, I, I tried to figure out statistically, like, what percentage of the cast is vampires at this point? <laughs> well... And it's like, everyone's a vampire. The only so people who aren't are Jeremy and Matt, and and now April, the new, the new girl. So there are those three who are not vampires. Bonnie. Well, Bonnie's a witch. Yeah, but I was thinking just vampires, specifically. Um, yeah, so I guess... I guess, um, you know, we've got Elena, uh, Stefan, Damon, Caroline, Tyler, Klaus. Rebecca. Rebecca. And, um... Poor Rebecca. Yeah, so that's seven. And that's if we don't also include, like, Elijah, um, 
and uh, if because he might be coming back. At you can't some think point. of anything now. Yeah, no. Because I was actually watching an episode with my boyfriend. He, I was trying to explain to him, so I got up a cast photo. He's like, "So who's a vampire?" I was like, "Okay, well, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and this one." You mean who's not a vampire? Yeah. So it's just like it's just like shut up, Elena. Everybody else is a vampire, and they dealt with dealt with it. So I think you can get over yourself. Yeah, yeah I think complain. it's clear. You can see it's not the end of. It's world. really not. Like, Caroline's okay. Tyler's okay. Everyone's okay. And and the reasons for why it is the end of the world are, like, I just think very contrived on the part, you know, we we talked about this last week, so I won't go into yeah. it again, but, you know, with the whole diet thing. Although, when we were watching the episode this week, we were kind of getting even more angry about Stefan's decision to team up with Klaus because, so in the episode, this most recent episode, Elena and Damon find out um, about about Stefan lying to them, you know, keeping uh-huh. secrets. And, of course, Damon finds out the real truth, but they agree to keep it from Elena again. For, uh, which is so And they annoying. make up a whole new reason. Because before the reason was who knows what. And now the reason is, well, since she killed Connor, it would be too heartbreaking to find out that she, like, killed the only way she would be cured. It's like, really? Really? That's your reasoning now, Stefan? Like, <laughs> what was your well, reasoning yeah, before? Like, I'm forgetting that it's also, it's the five. There's four other hunters out there. Yeah. Not five with Jeremy. Yeah. So I guess, like, you replace the potential, like, replaces that one member when they die, but I guess there must be four other ones out there. Um, and we were kind yeah, of talking. So it's, not like, like, it's not like Connor was their only hope. Well, that's what Klaus said. That's why he was, like, didn't care. <laughs> he was like, oh, he died, whatever. Like, there are four more. We'll just hunt for them. And and Klaus was really hilarious in this episode, like like calling from the from his like arg- his like dig like in Europe, in Italy, like yeah, it's like oh yeah, you know, uh, and, which and I found then, ridiculous because it was so clearly filmed <laughs> in Atlanta. Like I was in Italy for four months last like semester, and mm-hmm. like listen, the trees look a lot different in Italy. <laughs> you can tell. Are you saying that Georgia trees don't look exactly like Italy? I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> it was just so, it took me out of it so exactly. Like, isn't that like five feet away from that graveyard they always go to? It's like it's the exact same thing. Yeah. I like how we've gotten to the point where what's weird is that they're filming it like in Georgia, not the fact that it's all supernatural and they're all <laughs> killing people. Like, it's so weird how those trees were different. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like those little things are what you because because we all we all agree to kind of. Except uh, except the central conceit of yeah. the supernatural. So then, little things get you confused. Like when we were watching Wolf Lake, you know, all kinds of insane things are happening, and Gianna's like, "Oh, I can't believe he's not wearing a hood. It's 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 Washington. He would not be out in the rain without a hood on." Yeah, it was also like us like last week complaining about the professor being at the frat party. Oh. I'm, I didn't realize that other people were complaining about it because I watched it on my own and I'm I'm not on Twitter all the time and I thought it was the weirdest thing ever. Like I'm yeah. doing my undergrad right now and if there were a professor at a party, no one else would be at that party. Yeah, exactly. It's like everyone would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird and he'd probably get fired. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But um, but like, but back to like the Stefan thing in terms of in terms of him making the secret deal. It's like. Did you forget every single thing that happened in the last two seasons? <laughs> if you know the reason Klaus wants to do it is to make Elena a human doppelganger again so he can take her blood. 
It's like, uh-huh. oh, that worked out so well over the last two seasons for Elena's <laughs> life. Like, like at this point, how could he honestly think teaming up with Klaus to turn her into a human is a good idea? Because yeah. clearly and Klaus is doing it for his own reasons. And, you know, Elena died because of what Klaus did. And because, you know, she went to the hospital with she was so critically wounded that Meredith had to give her that vampire blood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she had been, you know had all this blood loss, and then she falls onto that stair, you know, like she does something to her head or whatever because of the fighting between the two of them. It's like, didn't you already realize what what all that, you know, rot last season? Like, we have to go through it again? Yeah. Ugh. And I also kind of feel like the whole thing they emphasized at the end of last season was like, Stefan lets Elena make her own choices. Yeah. That's gone. <laughs> and that's like one of the reasons she like chose him. Exactly. Yeah, and I think she was. Um, she was definitely really. She was definitely showed how upset she was, which I was glad she was mm-hmm. upset about it. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just like, why don't you just explain it to her at least? Because it's like, because then Damon went on his side and decided to like help Stefan in this, um, and he's gonna keep it from Elena too. Now, I guess it's like, really, I just yeah, <laughs> I'm just not into that storyline at all. But. Um, but it, I am really excited about a, about the Jeremy thing that now he has the hunter mark after Elena killed Connor, which, like you said, it was really fun to see that because she finally, you know, got to, like, get some violence in. She was a bamf. Um, yeah, she was. Yeah, um, she was awesome. So that was, like, really a fun moment. I mean, I didn't like anything that led up to it in terms of her <laughs> behavior. But but then in that moment, she was, like, it was really fun to watch her. Like, because she's so protective of her brother. I love that side of her that she, that yeah. you know, she's willing to do whatever it takes to protect her brother. I thought so, that it was interesting, like, the whole time she's been so afraid to kill someone because of, like, the bloodlust. And every time she's feeding, like, she, like, is worried about getting out of control. And in the end, like, she didn't kill the hunter because of bloodlust. It was just, like... Although she does say, I got out of control later. Yeah. I mean, she... But it was a very, it was, like, a cold-blooded kind of out of control. Yeah. She snapped his neck. She it, didn't drain his blood. It didn't seem like it was because she was hungry. It seemed like because yeah. she was passionate and exactly. angry. You I know? thought it was um, interesting that they did it that way. Uh, but I guess, you know, she did lose control in terms of that sense, like, of her, of her anger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but, so I was actually kind of like I found myself kind of sad though that Connor was dead at the end. I was like, <laughs> you know, because he was actually like a really formidable opponent for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I sort of felt for him because he was stuck in this really. Even though nothing excuses his behavior, like at the church at the beginning of the season with poor April, um, oh, yeah. using her as like a blood as a blood trap or something. Um, but I still just sort of feel felt for him in the position he's in. Like he he was just desperately trying to get some information about his identity and like who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, when we kind of learned, that's why he wants you know he's teaming up with the professor so that he can like find out answers um, about about who he is and what it means because he doesn't really know the the full legacy of 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 the five. He just knows a little bit. Um, so. Yeah, the five aren't very good at uh, at their job. It seems like in terms of they're not like helping their their uh, their descendants. Yeah, but I guess they they didn't have a chance because did they all get killed by Klaus in that, or was it just no that one they, member? They, all they didn't got know killed. the other members. 
but well, even if they were all killed, it'd still pass on. Exactly. Right, but those people who passed on wouldn't know everything because they didn't have any teachers. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because if depend, it would depend on if those five had like any other disciples or something beforehand, or if just some random five guys just like woke up the next morning with tattoos. I think they probably had. I think you're right. They probably had some sort of like followers. They might have had like because... some some apprentices or something. Yeah. If somehow they're able to keep it passed on until now. Yeah. Yeah. So there yeah. has to be something. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what it involves for Jeremy because, you know, is there more to it than the, just having the tattoo? You know, does it does it give him more of an urge to, to kill vampires or hate vampires? Like, does it have yeah. anything else attached to it? That was one of my questions. Like, okay, just because he has the tattoos doesn't mean he has to be, like, Elena's mortal enemy. Right. Unless there's something else that goes with it. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe someone else will come into town with the tattoo to kind of, like, team up with him, or if there'll be some reason for him to kind of get pulled into it further. But it was interesting that he was... Um, I really li- I liked a lot, a lot of those scenes of the hostage situation because um, I thought they were some good character moments for Jeremy and for Matt. Mm-hmm. And... I thought it was really interesting how Jeremy was so upset um, when he realized he'd been compelled. And we were like, wait, did he get compelled? And, like, we, like, went back and looked at the episode, and it didn't show him getting... um, It showed him getting compelled to tell the truth, but it didn't show him being compelled to forget. But it must have happened off-screen later, because he doesn't remember talking to Connor about, like... Does he just basically not remember drawing the tattoo, or does he not remember that whole day? Yeah, I don't think he has a whole day. Which is, yeah, I was wondering, I was wondering if I missed something from the last Yeah, episode. I was wondering if I missed something, too, so we went back and looked at it, and so I wasn't sure if what, he, if what Connor was talking about was, at first I thought maybe he was lying, was Connor trying to trick him, mm-hmm. because we didn't see Jeremy get compelled, and maybe <laughs> there was some other instance that he was, like, trying to say had happened, um, but I just don't know. I, I mean, I guess if he's right, then somebody did compel Jeremy to forget that, and I understand Jeremy uh, being upset. And I wonder if Jeremy knows, does he know he was compelled to leave town? Yeah, I was wondering that too. I'm kind of glad that they're making a bigger deal out of, like, this instance. Um, him being compelled to forget, like, a whole day. Because I also felt like there was no repercussion for Elena compelling, or for Damon compelling Matt to forget about, remember when Elena was feeding on him and she lost control? Oh, right. Like, they, that mm. never had any repercussions. I and feel like and we should. never had any repercussions really for... Like, they went and rescued Jeremy from Denver, slash mm-hmm. picked him up to use him for ghost uh, ghost duty. Um, <laughs> well, they, the rescue was kind general, of... They just used compelling too casually yeah. Yeah, in the show. I, like, when Stefan, um, he compelled April to forget mm-hmm. something with Rebecca, Yeah, and, and now, they just don't even care. Yeah. yeah. Now she's, like, kind of starting to remember, though, it seems like. Because when they were trapped in the, in the Mystic Grill, she was, like... She seemed like she was suspicious. Well, she was suspicious, but she can't remember. She can't remember yeah, she's yeah. compelled. But, well, yeah, I know. But, yeah, she was starting to get suspicious just because he kept on mentioning her father, and she felt like that meant something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I totally agree. I've always thought they were too casual about the compulsion. It, it always bugs me. And I wonder, and just because I think part of it is in other sci-fi, um, messing with people's minds is, like, really the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And so, in my mind, like, another fantasy, not just sci-fi, I mean, just another, like, genre shows, that idea of messing with someone's mind is really, it can be so horrible, especially, like, in Buffy, like, that was, like, 
you know. Yeah. I remember that mm-hmm. being a really big deal. Um, when yeah, that the whole thing with Tara. Yeah, the whole thing with Tara. Because, you know, like when she had done that, um, that spell to make Tara forget and... Uh, and that had happened after the whole thing with Gloria, where Gloria was basically going into people's minds, you know, with her hand and, like, oh, yeah. making them all crazy. And so, like, for Tara, that was especially difficult because, like, her mind had already been messed with. And I just, I just think, yeah, like you said, just way too, way too casual. So I like that there's sort of this, there's this sort of regrouping. And I also like that, I always love the friendship between Jeremy and Matt. And I like that they were kind of shoulder to shoulder in that moment near the end mm-hmm. and kind of might it might be a sign of, like, them uniting a little bit more to, to protect the humans. Because I, I think somebody should be looking out for those humans in Mystic Falls, you know? Yeah. Because um, the fact that they don't have Vervain pumping through the water system <laughs> is absurd. Yeah. Well, they remember they had been... The sheriff had set it up so that they were. It was in all the coffee at the grill, but now their Vervain, their Vervain supply got blown up by that mm-hmm. by the preacher guy. Um, which we got a little hint, which Connor said something, you know, about about the dead preacher when he was talking to April. So it definitely seems to be there as a hint that there's going to maybe be a payoff for that later. Yeah, we still haven't gotten an explanation. Yeah, we still haven't that. gotten the payoff for that. And I'm really hoping to get one because otherwise I really don't like that storyline. But um, but I think <laughs> we're going to get something, a, a payoff there. And, and I also just liked the nice, like, helpful scenes with Matt and April, kind of him being protective. Um, I just thought those were, like, some nice little character moments under pressure um, in terms of the way that they have to deal with, like, their crazy lives. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Their lives are so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Can you imagine if I'm going to college and make so much one fun, like, you know all the icebreakers, like, one fun fact about your life. Well, I've, I've been killed about three times and brought to life back, brought back to life by magic. Um, and I can see dead people. What about you? <laughs> it's like, poor Jeremy. Yeah, there's, they're all, their lives are, are so insane. Oh, the other really fun thing is what did you think about, um, about the stuff with Haley and Caroline and Tyler and that, and that little twist there? I mean, I never really quite bought that Haley and Matt, or not Matt, Tyler had a thing because like Tyler never really out front, like denied it or anything. So I wasn't, I didn't look into like a big like twist. It was just like a lot of build up to something you knew was coming. Like obviously there was something else. Well, I just loved, I loved that there, I loved that the excuse for why he was sort of letting Klaus believe that was in order to, to keep a secret that they were going to try to take, like free all the other, I, that to be honest, you know, you know, I don't like Tyler, but that in that moment, I loved Tyler. In that moment, mm-hmm. I did. I was like, "Wow, good on you, Tyler! You're gonna like save all these hybrids from being from being sired to Klaus." Like, I totally looked at him in a new way in that moment. Like, I did. Yeah, think that, that is nice. I did think that was a really cool twist that he he was thinking about people more than just himself. You know mm-hmm. that he was um, because I've always, you know, I have believed he cared about Caroline, um, but it's like he's always been kind of selfish. It's sort of about his own his own self and his own love life with Caroline, and not about really anybody else. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see that him and Haley had maybe had this plan to try to free other hybrids from from Klaus's sire bond and yeah and, I'm surprised he didn't tell Caroline about that sooner yeah yeah I guess That's that so was weird just to provide drama you know and Haley's over this teenage I, drama yeah I love Haley for saying that <laughs> I don't do teenage drama I, I don't like do that. Uh, hey Haley do you know what show you're on yeah. like deal with it get used to it. 
<laughs> yeah, but that was like really fun. And like and like when we saw Phoebe Tonkin come on screen, we like we were like <laughs> cheered, you know. It's like I don't know, there's just something about that actress. It's like makes you so happy to see her. You're like, Oh yes, thank you. We're she's here. <laughs> so I hope she gets to do a little bit more, you know. I hope she gets something fun to do. Because she's kind of just been kind of standing around and, and sharing a little bit of exposition so far. So um, I'd like to see it go somewhere further. Yeah, I think I, I don't think they would cast her unless they had something bigger planned for that character. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So that will be really cool, especially because that has such a, that storyline could have such wide re- reaching um, consequences, given um, given Klaus as sort of a a temporary ally right now, but in the long run, they know they're going to have to kind of figure out a way to get rid of him. And so, um, and not get rid of him. They can't really kill him because it might kill all the vampires, but in terms of getting him, um, out of of their hair, uh, out of Mystic Falls, like that could be a way. I want to see a scene uh, with Haley and Catherine just because they're both. Oh yeah. That would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) I think they should just like drink wine. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Be like, have you, have you, met the people in this town like oh they are so dramatic like it's like oh you two um yeah, yeah i think they'd be either really good friends or they wouldn't like each other because they're too similar <laughs> yeah. yeah so that was like really fun and of course the poor grill like whoever owns that must be so must be in so much debt and completely broke at this point of the how many times has the grill had to like re- blown up <laughs> had to like be renovated and fixed up it's like closed again and it's yeah. like oh I, I mean, wonder who does own the grill yeah i do i wonder <laughs> maybe they'll reveal maybe that like later. A he probably just ran it at a certain point <laughs> weren't they like in his apartment why is his apartment just still there yeah, just hanging out. Yeah. No one took over the release. Yeah, they were just like, oh, we went through his stuff. Like, his stuff's still there. Mm-hmm. Probably because no one can deal with it. It's too emotional. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get rid of it. And it's a really pretty set. Yeah. Plus, where I, they I were using it for training it. for a while. It was like, it was the gym, remember? <laughs> That's where they were doing their, like, um, vampire training, vampire anatomy lessons. Oh. <laughs> Damon and uh, Elena. Oh, Yeah. And there were, like, some weights there at some point. Because I know that, um, I happen to remember, I'm not sure why, but I happen to remember a scene where, um, Alaric was lifting weights. It, you know, somehow that, huh. that has kept in my memory. That stuck with you? It just did. I'm not sure why. Interesting. Um, so there's, there's, like, a gym there. So maybe that, they use that. It's, like, the vampire gym. They do give us our fair amount of eye candy. <laughs> like, when Matt was moving that, um... That, like, bookshelf or something. The, we watched that part twice. I don't know how we ended up watching it twice. But I think there happened. was a technical problem, so think, we had yeah, to rewind We it. accidentally rewound there and just some, had to rewatch him being yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think it's definitely, it's, there's still some weird stuff going on with, I'm not on board with the lie, some of the lying and some of the cure stuff, um, especially because... Of like I said, why would Stefan want her to become a human victim to Klaus again at this point? Yeah, because if he's like he's teaming up to Klaus with Klaus, the person who wants to take all of Elena's blood, like <laughs> if she becomes human again, like I just don't see how he thinks that's a good plan. So maybe he just misses he and Klaus's really great bromance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I did think it was sort of an it was an interesting question that Damon asked him. He asked him, "Are you doing this f- 
for Elena or are you kind of doing it for yourself? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, um, which I think is a valid question. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I would want to know how Elena would weigh in on it. Um, you know, it does seem like she does hate being a vampire. Um, so that's true. But it's like her life as a human was not great. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why she thinks being a vampire is so much worse than being a human. Her life is still sucky. It was sucky before. I don't understand why there's really a difference. Like, <laughs> I just think she was always having to be, like, on the run from crazy people who wanted her blood. So now, <laughs> n- now at least, like, I don't know. I just think she hasn't really seen the full opportunities in front of her right now. Like, she's focusing too much on the negative instead of realizing the positive aspects. Maybe Catherine will help her with that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd love them. Just night out of the town. I'm like, yeah. trying to be twins. I like, feel like here, Enjoying Elena, themselves. Let me help you with your whole vampire attitude. I can... <laughs> because Alina died, is there a new doppelganger? Uh, no, but it wasn't about people dying that there's a bo- doppelganger. It was about the bloodlines. Oh, okay. So, I mean... it's She's the last one. Unless... Unless, you know, there's um, some chance they have some other relative. Um, because we don't know in terms of, um, Her mom. you know, Isabel's mom, Isabel's grandmother, Isabel's great-grandmother, if any of them had more than one kid. So she, she doesn't necessarily have to be the last doppelganger if, That's true. if, if there were other kids along somewhere along the genealogy um, tree. But, I mean, uh, I would assume we're probably not going to see any more doppelgangers. The only one I bet we would probably see is maybe maybe someday they'll show us Tatia. That might be fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want to see I, I doubt they would do that this season, but, you know, uh, maybe, like, maybe later they might they might do something like that. So. So, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on Vampire Diaries? I just, I mean, speaking of Catherine, I just, I'm so excited for next week. Oh, I just, oh. It's just I've been I, gone for way too long. It was I think like the show really needs her. Stay, it needs her so bad. Like, ugh, it needs she, her so bad. She's like a she's like a shot of life into the show. Oh, it's like yeah. fun and everything. The dialogue is always great. Yes, it such a lot of fun. And 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 I have to say, even though I've been I've been very annoyed with the Elena Stefan Damon sort of. Uh, storylines this season. There have been some really hilarious sort of one-liners and snarky comments. There's been some fun stuff. Like, what did Damon Damon say? What did Damon say in this episode? I don't know. He was like, oh, you got your bossy pants on or something? (laughs) (laughs) That's where you were all morning, getting your bossy pants. Yeah, like, like this show's still, like, you know, they've got some some great little little moments. Within within some of the angsty uh, stuff. Oh, one thing we didn't talk about was Bonnie. <gasps> oh my god, thank you. I'm so glad you brought that up. So what do you think of this whole professor, um, uh, what's he doing, what's that word that you do when you, hypnotizing, okay. <laughs> so I, try to I do not like this professor. I think it's really creepy. It's funny because I was looking on Twitter and I was seeing a lot of people were fans of him because of just because he's so hot. <laughs> really? But I, I think it depends it. on your taste if you think he's hot or not. I mean, he's yeah. I mean I'd say ranking Damon... him amongst the other guys on the yeah. show, not that Exactly. Bad. He's in a show with, like, some pretty gorgeous men. Yeah. Like, it's like that show sets really high standards for their men. Yeah, <laughs> although I really don't think any of the guys are attractive to me at all except for um, Matt – 
Um, Rick. Uh, and, well, Alaric is no longer with the show. He obviously was um, my favorite. But I'm not really a... So, I mean, to each her own, everybody. <laughs> the professor's cute and stuff, but I don't... I would still... Even if a professor was cute, I still wouldn't go into his office and let him hypnotize me for seven hours. <laughs> yeah, that's just, so creepy. I have my limits. Um, but, you know, poor Bonnie. She just, like, desperately wants somebody to care about her because nobody else does. So, it's so unfair. Especially um, the audience. Poor... I, I feel so bad for Bonnie because, like, every time... Somebody comes to talk to her, even if they have, like, a nice character moment with her, they always are there to ask her for something, you know? I know. And, and I was like, Bonnie, how are you The only reason why she wasn't part of this plan is because she couldn't help them because she didn't have magic. So they were mm-hmm. like, oh, fine, I guess we won't, we don't, Bonnie can't help. So <laughs> they just, they just so use her for her magic. So I, I guess liked, she needs some I um, liked that friend. last week she kind of was, like... I mean, she still wasn't being, like, very much developed, but they kind of used her as, like, the moral compass for Elena. Like, when Elena was at that party Mm -hmm. and she saw Bonnie, like, that's what kind of made her snap out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then that annoyed a lot of the the Elena fans. Oh. Because she came and ruined their party. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm not one of those. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it depends on perspective. (laughs) But, But what do you think he was doing to her during those seven hours? Yeah. Ugh, I mean, hopefully he was just on the computer buying time. <laughs> <laughs> he was setting up all those candles around his office. <laughs> yeah, was, he had to go to like, he had oh, to go to Bed Bath and Beyond and buy the, the way, candles. <laughs> I have a million candles in my office at school. Well, Normal. I think you know if you're if you're a professor of the occult and you know a witch is coming to visit you, you probably go out ahead of time and buy all the candles you can get. Because you know. I mean, most schools don't. At least my school, we're not allowed to have no, candles you're on not. campus. Yeah. No, I work with <laughs> residence life, and I have to kick people out if they have candles. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I I feel like he needs to look up to that fire code. He's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, but I definitely think this could go somewhere fun. Like, I'm interested to know his whole deal because he doesn't seem like he's a witch, um, but he definitely has the information and and he knows about the five and he's, you know, all this stuff. Um, so I'm definitely at least, like, you know, interested in where that's going to go. Yeah, I feel like he's working for somebody. Yeah, that could definitely be the case. Because you like, gotta I don't know wonder why. what his motivation is. I used to the vibe are. he's not doing all this on his own. You, I, hope, I hope he's working for Catherine. You know what? Oh, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. <laughs> he's probably in love with her. Well, aren't we all? Like, it'd be great if Catherine comes in and she's like, she's like, why is it taking you so long? Like, I told you, Mystic Falls is full of vampires. Shouldn't your hunter have, like... <laughs> you know, like, I could just imagine... Um, so it would be cool if, if if there's something that Catherine's behind, but otherwise, you know, maybe they'll bring in a new a new bad guy. But but I don't know. Yeah, because I'm kind of motivation. Like, what's he trying to do? Hmm. He did he say anything about it? Because he kind of said like he was trying to get the map completed, but right? But he that has was like all the information. Like what? Did he say anything about his well, motivation? Well, like, Connor's... We knew Connor's motivation was to find out more about himself, and so that's why he was working with the professor. But we don't really know the professor's motivation. We don't. We haven't learned that yet. But we do know that Bonnie is crucial to his... Crucial to his plan. Um, so he oh, somehow yeah. needs a witch for whatever he's going to do. And we know that always works out well for them. So uh, I wonder what... Yeah, so he definitely has Bonnie... Bonnie is his specific target, it seems, you know, for whatever he's 
um, he's going to use her for something. Yeah. Oh, Bonnie's whole, I'm immune to... Oh my god, okay, our favorite part of the whole episode. So, so she's in the room, and she's like, witches are immune from manipulation. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, did you not watch the last three and a half seasons? Because that's what you've been done. Like, that's, she's been manipulated in every single, you know, like, that's all vampires do is manipulate witches. Like, that's their yeah, favorite pastime. That's their favorite pastime is to manipulate witches. And it's actually really interesting considering... At one point on the Televixen podcast, when we were doing those um, Vampire Diaries podcasts more regularly, we talked about maybe there being some, like, binding thing about witches. Because it seemed like the witches always had to do exactly what the vampires told them to. And it's like, why are they doing that? (laughs) They always seem to, like, owe their lives to a vampire and have to do everything that that vampire, like, told them to. Like, remember Emily Bennett's Tie to Catherine, where she was, like, working at her as her, like, quote-unquote handmaiden uh, in the South during 1864. Um, And then the, you know... Uh, what was the really fun Lucy? Lucy was also beholden to Catherine, and uh, and you know Maddox was beholden to Klaus, and also the other vampire, um, the other w- witch that got killed, um, who was the sister of the of of the um, who are those that father son team? The Martins. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. I remember their sister? Oh, they were yeah. trying to rescue her. <laughs> like this is, you know, it's like nobody remembers this anymore. No. But all those witches were like totally obsessed with these vampires. They like did everything the vampire said, and it's like so that line was just really hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, witches never getting manipulated, not once, <laughs> not once in five thousand years, except for all the time. Except for all the time. <laughs> also, I miss. Yeah, I, I did like like that, and like immediately she sympathized. <laughs> I missed Rebecca. Um, I'm so sad. And I was, like, kind of upset with everyone else for not caring. Like, no one <laughs> talked about it. It wasn't even brought up except by no, April. April cares. Yeah, so that's why April is, like, kind of my new favorite. Because she was like, hey, isn't anyone worried about the fact that, like, we can't get a hold of Rebecca? And everyone was like, no, we don't care. We're like, no, she gets killed ever a couple times yeah. every season. We're How not many too times has she And I like killed? that line where she's like to Matt, like, aren't you guys, like, a thing? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but like, is there like a running count? I feel like there has to be like a ticking, like online one of those like time tickers counting how many times. Yeah, she it probably sad. there probably is there on the wiki because like they keep track of that for like Elijah and for all those things. So I mean, we saw her get um we saw her get daggered back in the nineteen twenties, and then she didn't get take wake it up again until. You know, yeah. just recently, then Elena and then her. Elena yeah, daggered her. Um, but then I feel like Klaus daggered her again. I at feel some like Klaus point, has daggered her a couple she, times, but I, I can't remember. Okay, it's yeah, all a blur. <laughs> Everybody's died so many times. Who knows? Um, plus, there's the times where she gets killed, and there's the times where she gets daggered. So there have been times where Klaus has killed her, but then she ha- not with a dagger, like after they had their fight in the episode earlier this season, like, he broke her neck. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, that doesn't kill, kill That's her. That's just, like, whatever. And then when she had the werewolf I like this venom. Is like a casual, the same <laughs> yeah. thing with, like, Stefan, like, Damon. They just, like, casually do things that would kill a human just, just because like, they're annoyed. Damon just, casually grabs Stefan's heart. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, like, the casual kills and then the more, like, intense kills. There's the, there's the kills that are intended to, like, get them um, out of the picture for a couple hours, and then there are the kills that are, like, it, it, to get them out of the picture for, for a longer period of time. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know that Elena was busy, like, burying the person she killed and being all, like, upset about it, but I feel like she also would have noticed that Stefan had this giant red spot where his heart was, and I would have been curious about that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just a little bit. Also, she should maybe start, you know, uh, traveling with a handkerchief. That might be nice. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to... It was kind of hard to take that scene seriously where she was, like, being... I mean, Nina Dobrev did a great job. I mean, yeah. she was, like, selling her, her emotional sort of response when she's digging that, that grave. But at the same time, she had this blood beard. And so it was just, like, <laughs> a little bit hard to, like, focus on anything else but the blood beard at that time. Like, yeah, every other care, every other vampire manages to clean up, like, clean their faces after they do that. So mm-hmm. I figure, like, if they can do it, she can do it. No yeah, excuse. but I guess that was just to, maybe to add an additional sort of, like... Elena has been changed. Like, Elena, to kind of, like, underscore that she had just killed somebody to have that blood. I guess they, maybe they wanted to do that for uh, dramatic purposes or something. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think that they needed it at that point. Like, it was pretty Plus, yeah. then you have, like, the scene with the blood all over the bathroom. That gets pretty dramatic. Yeah, but that wasn't real. But, yeah. That was a scary was ha- hallucination. <laughs> yeah. Although it wasn't probably that different from when she threw up in yeah. <laughs> the Wait, She has been in so many, like, I've, she's always in, like, violent scenes and stuff, but this has been a really bloody season. Yeah, this it's is all about the blood. They're really yeah. into the blood. Um, other than yay, 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 Catherine, any other <laughs> final thoughts on uh, on Vampire Diaries before uh, we move no, on? No, I think that's it for me. So let's talk a little bit about Nashville, because I'm really into it. So much soapy fun. I always just... Like, I just get so into the storylines. They're totally cheesy, soapy. I don't care. I just love it. Um, what <laughs> What have you been thinking about these recent developments in the um, in the Reina Deacon Teddy love triangle uh, and all that stuff? I mean, I just Teddy's just such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's just I know. Like, it's like I think in most shows, you're you're usually rooting for the characters not to cheat on their spouses. <laughs> but in this one, I'd be so happy if she did. I was really happy for a minute, like two episodes ago, when he was in the car with Peggy, because I thought maybe they'd had an affair, and that would mean that they could get divorced, and Raina could be with... <laughs> with Deacon. With Deacon. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's kind of, And it's also really shady of Teddy that... I mean, although Raina does the same thing. So, Teddy and Raina both use the people that are in love with them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it was really shady of Teddy to, like, basically use Peggy, because she's kind of, like, in love with him, to, like, help him do this whole thing, but then actually not have an affair with her. Like, he was kind of, he's like, well, maybe she wanted that, but on, on her end, but, mm-hmm. you know, Oof. I we didn't go there. And it, it, um, so, I don't know. I mean, Peggy... Luckily, um, for Teddy, he has his father-in-law to kind of clean up his mess for him. Um, but I think it would kind of be a shame if he didn't have to feel any of the consequences for it. Like, if really that was the end of that, I doubt that will be the end. You know? Yeah. Oh, um, God, no. I so, think that... Especially because we saw that somebody um, uh, taking oh, a picture yeah. of them near the end of the episode. Do you think that person is, like, a media person, or do you think they work for um, the dad, or do you think, like, as sort of, as leverage to keep Teddy in line, or do you think it's somebody else outside, like, maybe a federal investigator? Um, Do you have any theories about maybe who the picture is? I think it's someone from the media. Okay. And then maybe they'll have to, like, buy them off or something. 
Yeah, because I feel like the dad doesn't need any more leverage. I feel like he has. I feel like he kind of has. Teddy will tell him anything he wants. Like he doesn't need that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got a media vibe from it. And a fun little note for some of the people who are listening that may not know: um, I was trying to remember why why um, Teddy's ex girlfriend was so familiar to me and why I thought I knew her. And then I realized when I was watching the CMAs that it's Brad Paisley's wife. Um, yeah, plays, when I saw her name her. in the credits last episode, I figured she'd be playing herself because I didn't know about this character. Uh huh. So I was kind of surprised she was playing. I thought like, oh, she's like a little guest cameo from you know someone in the country music world. Yeah, no. well, because she was an actress before um, before she married a, a country singer. You know, she was in those um, in those uh, Father of the Bride movies. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew that. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of fun, and she 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 came out onto the stage of the CMAs with uh, with Connie Britton and Hayden Panettiere as like actresses from um, the show, and I was like, oh god, why didn't I remember who she was? I was like, oh, <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of like a fun little thing to have to have to have her play <laughs> one of the characters. Yeah, and uh, I I feel like the last couple episodes have really kind of underscored how great a guy Deacon is. So it makes you feel like so horrible <laughs> that, that Raina is siding with her husband instead of, instead of Deacon. Cause I'm like, like catatonic about it. I'm really <laughs> upset. Gianna was really no, freaking the out. fact that she, really she pressed <laughs> two on the phone and ignored his call. I was like going to have a heart. Yeah. She was like hiding her face. Like, no, I can't believe that she would do that. I mean, like, when that beautiful of a man calls you and you answer, I don't care what situation you're in. Yep. She, she didn't want to bail him out of jail. Poor Deacon. And I'm really upset that the tour is canceled because I just wanted them to go on tour. I wouldn't mind watching be... a whole show of them just singing love songs to each other. Like, to be honest, that could be the whole show. They could just go. I would be like, it. It'd be like, Deacon and Raina go on tour. And just, yeah. you know, like because when they had that one love song they got to do in the blue in the um, bluebird it was just so fun to watch because it's yeah. just like such a you know yeah they just have so much ke- those actors just have so much chemistry together they do and it's and like, like Raina and and her husband have zero chemistry <laughs> exactly it's like, how are you, how did a- those two kids come to be I have no idea because you don't even look at each other. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely get the sense that their marriage, like John and I were talking about this, that they're very much going through the motions. Like they are, they're sort of trying, but they're trying at the lowest level they need to. They're they're really yeah. just sort of because they're asking each other the questions you're supposed to ask when your spouse comes home from work. You know, try to be interested, but they clearly seem to not care at all. Like, and they and they're so mired in the past, they really just can't. You know, they're trying to pretend they've chosen each other, but really, it seems that they've. They can't. Neither of them seem to be able to kind of forget the past and, and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, she was like, "You need to like move. We need to move on from the past." And he's like, "I'm trying." Right after he asks her all about the past, like he's not trying. It's stupid. Yeah, I just yeah. And and I think also the thing about it is like um certain like romantic leads um can do. I call it the look. Like <laughs> Colin Firth does gives the look to um to uh, Jennifer Ely and Pride and Prejudice like that's how you know he's in love with her mm-hmm. right he gives her the look and you just know oh my god he's so in love with her right yeah. and it happens in just like lots of movies like the romantic lead has to have, be able to give the man has to be able to give that that look that that conveys 
conveys their love. And I feel like Charles Easton is just so good. Every time he's on screen and with Raina, you just can, he gives her that look and you're just like, Connie, Connie, yeah. how can you not be swayed by this? Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly this man is in love with you. I'm swayed by um, it. <laughs> and so it's just like, as when they were in the audience, we're seeing that, and it's just like, and, and even the fact that he slept with Juliet doesn't even sway me one bit to rethink that what I just said. Because it's like, <laughs> even after sleeping with Juliet, the next day, is like, he's with, he's, you know, and I think that's why he's not sleeping with Juliet anymore, is because he really cares about Juliet as a friend yeah. now. Which I really love their friendship scenes in this in this recent episode, and so I think because of that, he's kind of you know he knows his heart's not available, so he can't. Yeah, which really, yeah. Well, I, um, I wonder if it's more him realizing maybe he did care about Juliet, and at that point, he's like doesn't want like he just can't deal with like an actual relationship. Yeah, well, that's that could be it as well. But I definitely think he, yeah, I definitely think he cares about Juliet, and I think that's why he's. Um, not sleeping with Not her. sleeping with her. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that just kind of seems like... And I did... I just really liked that both of them... It seemed like both of them are kind of helping the other one to do something positive. Like... Yeah. You know, they're both kind of... Kind of... The, both of them need each other at this moment. They, mm-hmm. they can provide something that nobody else can at this moment. Like... Um, and I just... Like those scenes with... Uh, Deacon and Juliet's mom. Oh my god! Do like think- I was just like, you know, like, uh, like I was just like going crazy in the corner watching <laughs> it. I'm just like having to fan myself. Like, oh my god! Do you think um, that Deacon's gonna relapse? Oh no! I don't want that to happen. That would be so sad. He had those it. pills, but he didn't because I know he but had he gave the them, pills, but he kept and he them counted them. But then he gave them. He didn't take any of them. I know, but then he beat but someone up. They're definitely hinting like. It's not, like, his addiction, like, it's definitely not over. Right. And, I mean, I guess that's what they, you know, I'm not an expert on on addiction, but, but it's it definitely yeah. seems to be the idea is that, you know, you can never be cured if you, of addiction. You're yeah. Always, like, it's still, like, um, I, I would be surprised if they went down a relapse plot line just because he's clearly still really struggling with it. Right. Yeah. And it was interesting in this episode that, like, the the bar fight, seemed to kind of be a response to him having all these feelings. But then Mm -hmm. once Juliet picked him up and um, he had that night in jail, the next morning he, he calls up, um, he calls up Raina's like producer saying he'll give the song and he was like, I I have to let it go. And he had been telling Juliet, like, you need to put these things in your rear view mirror. You need to kind of let go of the past. I think that was a big realization for him that he needed to let go of Raina. I don't want him to. I know we don't want him to, (laughs) but I I think that was a move towards healthiness. So I kind of feel like that was like a positive step at the end, even though I don't, I think he and Raina are meant to be. Um, I think it was sort of a positive step for him emotionally uh, and maybe um, in terms of his his uh, medical state, <laughs> um, that that he made that decision, you know. So maybe that's like a good sign. But I don't know. I hope. Uh, ugh, I don't. I don't want to see him him suffering more. That would be. Disgusting. I know. I feel like God. I got so emotionally invested in that character so fast. Yeah. I know. I was already in love with him just from the pilot. Yeah. Like to be honest. Yeah. Like, right. I was so the- and then he he's like a former addict, and like if he, like, it would break my heart. If yeah. he went down the path again, because I really care about it yeah. after, like, four or just, five episodes. And it was, like, the way he was, like, explaining the situation to um, to Juliet's mom, you know, was just, like, 
you could just so see in his eyes that like he knew exactly what she was going through and it was mm-hmm. so understanding mm-hmm. he was so kind it was just like it was i was just swooning over and over I oh even, I just, yes so i i just i want him to kind of yeah it's like i feel like he's gone through all those rough patches i wonder if they'll give us any flashbacks i wonder if they'll do any oh my gosh um, i would die love the flashback episode um i guess the only problem would be like if they did that flashback it'd be so many years ago yeah. would they have to like change the appearance like it might kind of look we might have to worry about terrible wigs and you know how bad those are on flashbacks (laughs) (laughs) britain doesn't need one no her hair is fabulous i would imagine her hair stayed perfect for every year really fabulous hair i would imagine i picture her like coming out of the womb with the mane of fabulous hair (laughs) (laughs) she never had those awkward years Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was perfect every single day of her life (laughs) yeah Ugh. Uh, oh, and I was really excited, even though I was a little, you know, disappointed that Raina, um, you know, was, had sort of, uh, her treatment of Deacon in the last couple episodes, I really did like that she decided to write her own song about yeah. her own self and kind of, yeah. like, take back some of her, her sort of identity, because I think a lot of that had still been kind of subsumed in her past with Deacon, and so, like, all their songs were love songs they, they wrote together, and so she wasn't really like that's why she had to stop the tour and so now she can have but i feel like the some song, songs that are about her own self i feel but, like the songs um, that she would write i mean i i'm really glad that she's writing her own songs but i feel like the songs that she would write would be like i don't really love my husband anymore <laughs> yeah, right? like, and how do you like it's written by herself it'd be so transparent yeah like how do you put that on an album and then be like hey husband here's well, my album well i'm sure it, the song that she was singing it did have a reference to a ball and chain i I don't. I didn't hear all the words, but they did like have. They did. They did play it. Yeah. The song that she had been like writing a little yeah. bit, but um, I don't remember like what all the words were. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, oh, who knows? Oh, how about evil boyfriend guitar oh, guy Avery? Avery. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about how evil them. he is yeah. and how much we hate him so much. We're not. He's fans. like everything that's wrong. Yes. Like, everything I hate about, like, domineering, like, evil boyfriend characters, he's just encapsulating it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, I mean, he has had some, like, nice moments. Like, you know, he, he does, like, kind of soften up, and you're almost like, oh, maybe he's going to be supportive. Yeah. And then he, like, t- turns around. And I think the problem, yeah, because he's just so, like you said, it's like that, that everything you hate about some of those domineering boyfriends, because he's just got that jealousy, even though his girlfriend is, like, so obsessed with him. It's like, how could you even be jealous when your girlfriend is so obsessed with you? Like, I just don't know how you could even. I like that she imagine. got kind of pissed at him. Yeah, like, she didn't I was just really let him get away with it. Yeah, she, finally, girl needs to grow a backbone. Yeah, yeah, I really, I liked that she that she did that, and um, and then like that she kind of stood up for the fact that she's writing too. Like she, he mm-hmm. said, he wanted them to be the couple they were, and she was like, oh, me just writing poetry and like staying quiet, and mm-hmm. then she walked out. So I think yeah, I think it's about time. Yeah. That was a really awesome moment for her. Yeah, I think having this opportunity, it's like she was kind of scared to take it and and to do it on her own at first. Um, and she was she was willing to to do to stay out of the spotlight for Avery's sake um, at the beginning. But I think now that she's had a, taste, had a taste of it, she realizes like how much important it is to her yeah. as a person and like and her identity and like she's like really growing. So I feel like. Um, that's a really good sign for this character because I feel like she's been a little bit of a dish rag. I haven't been that into her as a character, even though her voice yeah. is very beautiful and um, and everything. Now I feel like she's give, given she's been given a chance to really grow. 
Yeah. Um, I think it, her whole, like, the, her approach to, like, her relationship and so being okay with not having her own life and so being okay with being in the background has just held back her character so much. Yeah. So I hope that this, it doesn't fall back to that. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how long it takes before they start developing a a romance with her and her writing partner, um, you know, because it's clear he likes her, um, and then she was kind of disappointed when he was dating somebody else. Like, she had a little bit of a reaction of some disappointment. That's so unfair of her. Very unfair of her. But so natural, too. But so realistic. So realistic, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel there. like if you're like, at that point, like if you're in a relationship and you're like feeling jealous over some other guy being with a girl, like maybe it's a sign you shouldn't be in your relationship. Like how can you just like <laughs> there are a stay lot of signs you shouldn't be in that relationship <laughs> though. <sighs> yeah, but I do really like the girl that um, the girl that he's dating. What's what's his name again? Oh, Gunner. Gunner. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like the Gunner. girl that Gunner is dating. She was cute. Yeah. Um, and everything he said to her was so cute. Like, I want to be complicated. And I was like, I want to be complicated with you, too. <laughs> Gianna is like a romantic sap. Yeah. She's I'm, like, I oh, ship hardcore. She's like, gets so into yeah. it. Um, so, yeah. Th- that's a fun show for you, then, because there's lots oh, of yes. little romances going on and, uh, and all that. I'm trying to remember if anything else... What else happened? I guess uh, Juliet's still trying to rebuild her her image, and you know she messed up those interviews um, mm-hmm. in the previous episode, and now her tour's off and all that. Um, but and she's trying to record a new album. But other than that, I can't think if we've missed any other discussion. Well, I mean, I do think I like how they've been developing her character. Mm-hmm. Because I know we haven't talked about Nashville in a bit, but I think, at least from the last time we talked about it, like, she's gone so far away from, like, being a villainous character that she was in the pilot. Yeah, I was really expecting her to be that, like, evil girl who was, like, we didn't mm-hmm. really get to see, like, her side of the story, but they developed her really nicely, and I'm really, like, more connected to her character than I thought I'd be. Yeah, everybody online, like, I've been... Has, seems to have been really positively surprised by her and, like, really enjoying mm-hmm. her because Hay- Hayden Panettiere wasn't necessarily the most popular actress um, amongst a certain segment of, like, TV critics and and uh, and mm-hmm. and she seems to have won them over. Like, everybody seems to be, like, really on Team Juliet. They're really, like, enjoying her. And I think part of it is that she she's not really a villain. She's more... Um, her destructiveness is more towards her own self, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and she has that vulnerability, but at the same time, she's also she's got a toughness as well. So, yeah. so um, she's got that that complexity. So it's like I don't, certainly don't, you know, some of her behavior is ridiculous, but at the same time, you can you kind of see where she's coming from. I felt like it was a little weird when her mom was like, "I used to go to Deacon's concerts before I had Juliet," and mm-hmm. then I was like, "You guys are so far apart in age." Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like a little reminder that uh, <laughs> their age difference, which is why I kind of don't want to see Juliet and Deacon as a romantic couple. I like them to stay more as friends. I like them to. Um, I think that would be cool if they could really develop a real friendship. And I think it's also cool for Juliet because she, like, like she tried to kiss him after he helped her mom, and he was like, you don't need to. Like, you can just say thank you. And and yeah. I think it's cool for her to, like, not have to, 
like have to go there. Yeah, because I think with her, she, one the one thing she said, you know, she she has ne- hasn't really ever had any friends. You know, she doesn't have any People friends right now because they want stuff. And then I think also in terms of her relationship with men, like in the pilot, like how many yeah. men did she sleep with? Right, yeah. like in the second episode, how many did she sleep with? She kind of has this thing where um, that's sort of her response to stress and her and the way that she deals with men. And so it's nice to see her have a relationship with a man that doesn't just involve sex, right? That she can do. It's just a sign of her being able to kind of grow and open up and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on on Nashville? Not that I can recall. But you're definitely still... We didn't talk about the election at all. Oh, yeah. There was... Next week's the debate, or this week was the debate. Yeah, they had the debate, and ooh, Teddy got skewered in the debate. Yeah. <laughs> it was Not like, surprising. Teddy's kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah. It was like, the only thing he knows how to do is to get money from his parents and yeah. lose it. Or like, yeah. <laughs> to inherit money and lose it. That's I kind of, like, as much as I don't like him, I also kind of feel bad for him, because his character just is kind of flat, like... There's nothing interesting about him. Yeah. Me. Yeah, Teddy just seems like to have no talent. And he's probably always known that his wife loves somebody else more than him. Right. So it seems just he has a kind of sad life. <laughs> just, yeah. And, and, uh, it, I also saw it sort of as being a little bit, his drive for power, you know, was, is very clear too. Like, it's like he, he feels very, like, he doesn't want to be his father and, and Raina's dad said to him, you know, don't worry, you're not going to become your father. Yeah. So he seems very invested in kind of, um, he, he really has the ambition in that sense to kind of show people that he can be more than what he is. But, like, I just really don't care. You know? <laughs> I just really don't. <laughs> yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's that. So it will be interesting to see how they decide to to do the election. I think they're, like, the pro- promo was showing a lot more about that in the next in the next episode, um, in terms of, um, some more dirty politics is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if Raina ever decides to pick another side besides her husband, because she's friends with the guy there. What's the guy's name who they're running, who Teddy's running oh. against? I forget his name. He's I forget his name. I just keep calling him Uriel because that's who he was on Supernatural. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, he's he a lot was, nicer on this. He show. was the angel who was like really into killing humans. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He was not a nice guy. <laughs> he was really nice and Yeah, he was on Nashville. He's really nice, and um, I really like his connection. His connection with Deacon. Yeah, he's his. That he's his AA um, sponsor. Sponsor or NA or whatever you whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And and so and that's got to have a backstory as well because he must to be a sponsor he has to have been an addict as well, so um, I wonder if they would ever use that against him in the election because it's kind of odd to imagine a politician with this like history of drug abuse um, that not coming up you know yeah um, so I, I, I don't know maybe I, I don't wonder if that's a secret or not yeah exactly I wonder if it's a secret. Um, or if it's something they've already dealt with. So I guess we'll we'll see about that. So I definitely I think the politics are fun because they at least they add like another little dimension to the show. So it's not it's not just um, it's not just the music world and not just like the love triangles. So yeah. it kind of like even um, evens out the world there a little bit. But I'd like to see even a little more of Nashville than just you know those elements. So. 
mm-hmm. um, other parts of their lives. Um, and also, I want to see the daughters more because yeah. I love them. Were they even in this episode? No, no, they weren't. So I was sad about that. So oh, in the promo, also, didn't it look like Avery, like his band, got picked up or something? Oh yeah. Hmm. Maybe he'll leave town. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would like that. That would be cool. <laughs> I liked... I thought it was really interesting to see the scene between him and Gunner. Like, oh, right. Where, where they were arguing in that in that moment. Yeah. Avery's yeah. just such a... Ugh. He's so annoying. He was like, you're welcome. Uh, we hate you, Avery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, I guess that's it for Nashville. So um, if anybody has any feedback, you can email us at herointv at gmail.com or comment on the website at herointv.com. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Emily, for joining me. Yeah, no problem. It's always fun. Yep, so much fun. And thanks, Gianna, for joining into the podcast this This week. This is what we do anyways. Yeah, we'd be talking about it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have fun at dinner. Bye, guys. Bye. Have fun at dinner. Thank God we're hot chicks with superpowers. Thanks, yeah, Jeff. Comforting. Uh Uh-huh.